Good morning. Good morning. It is Saturday morning, and it's time for The Driving Show. How you guys doing? My name is John Hammer, broadcasting from the, uh, actually bro- broadcasting from the actual home studio for a change uh, in Race City, USA, Mooresville, North Carolina. It's a northern suburb of Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, surrounded by all the NASCAR teams and actually some some more technology teams, too. It's a big braking companies are here. Suspension companies are here. Uh, uh, Riley Technologies is here. The guys that uh, that run it, uh, you know, Le Mans, sports car racing and all that stuff. Lots and lots and lots of uh, motorsport companies are based here out of Mooresville, North Carolina. Uh, although that's not the reason I moved here. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You would think, oh, I was a car guy, part of the industry. That's why I moved here. Nah, I just I, I moved here because it was just a great opportunity. I found a cool house, and I'm like, eh, good enough. That's worked out pretty well, hasn't it? Uh, we, we've got a great show lined up for you guys today. I'm so, so glad that you are tuning in. There's so much to talk about, uh, and we're going to get to it. we got, we got a lot to pack in. It's the proverbial uh, 10 pounds and a 5-pound sack here, but uh, we're going to make the most out of it. Uh, number one, number one story of the entire week has been uh, Hurricane Harvey and the devastation that has hit the Houston, Texas area. And all of that, that, that whole general area. Uh, I've got a bunch of car guy friends that live in that area. My buddy Rob's going to get on the phone with us coming up here in just a little bit, and he's going to tell us what it's like to be in such a terribly flood-ravaged area, specifically from an automotive enthusiast's standpoint. All right, So he's, he's one of us. If you're listening to this radio show, he's one of us, and that's, uh, he, he's a great guy. Uh, and, uh, and he works in the car industry as well. That's how I actually met him, but that's not even why we're talking. We're not even talking uh, on any kind of an official thing other than just the fact that he's a car guy and he lives in Houston and, um, you know, his stuff got wet <laughs> in a big way. Uh, what else we got to talk about here? Um, we've got to talk about, uh, oh, <laughs> did you see what happened with the King Richard Petty at Darlington last week? <laughs> Richard Petty got a black flag. We'll talk about that coming up in a little while. That's going to be pretty funny. We got to talk about NHRA, uh, the whole four wide nationals thing that they've done at Charlotte Motor Speedway, which is always a pretty cool deal because they were the only place to do it. Guess what? They're not going to be the only place to do it. That's interesting. Uh, what else we got going on here to talk about? We've got um, oh oh, so the the song of the week this week. You know, in the past, we've done the the driving show song of the week where we've got songs that have something to do with cars, right? This one doesn't have anything to do with cars, but it's one of the greatest songs ever to crank up inside of a car. And there's a controversy around it, a car guy controversy. We'll talk about that coming up in a few minutes. And uh, this past weekend, I mentioned it on last week's show because I, I literally got off the air and got into the race car. But I got to drive the drivingshow.com spec Miata. I've got a spec Miata. It's my own personal race car. Got to race it last weekend uh, right at the, the border. There's a track there at the border of Virginia and North Carolina. And I'll tell you all about that. Had actually had a surprisingly good weekend. If you follow us on show, social media, you might already have seen some of that stuff on thedrivingshow.com and on Instagram at thedrivingshow. But it's time right now to jump right on into it. So let's get to the news. <laughs> In the automotive world, quality surveys are a big deal, and there's a new one out, and it's not looking all that good for domestic automakers. The American Customer Satisfaction Index, the ACSI, rates car companies on a scale of 0 to 100, and import brands are putting a hurting on the American 3. 
General Motors, uh, specifically GMC with the trucks, was the only American brand to get a higher mark this year than last year. Hmm. Part of the information comes uh, where they ask customers what it is that drives them crazy, what bugs them about the current cars. And would you believe the answer is technology? Yeah. You know, for all the talk of the brand new bells and whistles in the latest and greatest cars, it turns out that things like lane departure warning and automated emergency braking actually frustrate folks who apparently don't like being told what they're doing by a computer. On top of that, simple things like navigation systems and pairing your cell phone are still making people angry, and they say that the Europeans seemed to do it better than anybody. Europeans and Japanese do it better than the American cars. In the survey, Toyota is the top mass market brand, and their luxury brand, Lexus, is tops in the luxury segment. Subaru is a close second behind Toyota. Dodge tied Fiat for the bottom of the charts in the American Customer Satisfaction Index. Now, my son asked me the other day about using my left foot on the brake pedal, and I was telling him, well, you know, if it's an automatic, sometimes I'll use my left foot to brake. On the racetrack, I'm a left foot breaker almost all the time, except when I have to heel and toe. But would you believe Nissan has introduced their newly redesigned Leaf electric vehicle, and you can use it with only one pedal? Yeah, the new Leaf goes on sale in Japan next month, uh, the rest of the world early next year. It has a longer range thanks to a bigger battery now. It's got a 40 kilowatt uh, hour battery, which should give it about 150 mile range here in the United States. But the big story is how drivers can essentially flip a switch and use just one pedal to start the vehicle, accelerate, brake, and park the car. We were just talking about how technology frustrates people in the last story. Uh, maybe they'll like this one. Maybe they won't. We'll find out. The new car has uh, styling that's pretty sharp, although it's still falling short of the extended range of other electric vehicles like the Chevy Bolt and the Tesla Model X. Earlier this week, Mazda has confirmed that they're working on the next generation rotary engine. Now, here's the trouble. They can't get it to meet current emission standards uh, the way they can with conventional four-stroke engines. Uh, Hitotoshi Kudo is a Mazda R&D executive, and he confirmed that they're looking at different ignition systems that use, would you believe, lasers and even plasma to help the next rotary engine improve power and reduce emissions. But of course, those systems have very high cost. We'll have to see how it all works out. The rumor mill, though, says that Mazda plans on unveiling their new RX-9 sports car at the Tokyo Auto Show. That all makes sense since they're coming up on their 100th birthday overall and the 50th anniversary of Mazda's use of the rotary engine. You've, you've heard of Airbnb before, right, where you can essentially rent somebody's home while you know, you're on vacation? There's a company called Turo, T-U-R-O. Turo wants to do essentially the same thing with your car. They've just secured nearly $100 million in funding and have entered into partnerships with several other companies, including Daimler, to help make it happen. The idea is that you'll be able to rent your car to a user and make some cash. And since most Turo folks have multiple cars, it winds up making money for a vehicle that's otherwise just sitting in your driveway. For example, this, is, this caught my eye here. Turo says that the average Tesla Model S owner made over $1,000 a month 
about the same as their expected monthly car payment just by renting out their vehicle for, you ready for this, seven days a month. The typical Jeep Wrangler owner made seven hundred, just shy of $750 a month, which is more than twice their expected monthly car payment by renting out their vehicle for about 13 days over the course of a month. That's a really, that's compelling right there. I mean, think about this in theory. You could have one car, rent that car out, and essentially get to own it for free. You just have to give up some miles and, and some wear and tear on somebody else. Turo facilitates insurance for both the car renters and the car owners uh, through its platform, and the insurance is provided by Liberty Mutual. I guess as a car guy, the one question that I would have is, I'm, I'm so, I'm so uh, anal retentive <laughs> about my car that I would be worried about somebody else, somebody that I don't know, jacking around with my cars. And through work, I rent cars, you know, almost every week, and I know how rental cars get really beat up so you'd have to kind of take that into account repairs and you know damage and things like that but 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 that said that's it that could be a money maker for you finally do you remember the singer aaron carter from i don't know late 90s early 2000s no neither did i not too much i mean i, I actually had to had, had to look him up and then you know, yeah, because I'm like, I don't remember that. And I was looking at a picture of him because he's in the news this week. I'm like, eh, no. Well, apparently he still has a singing career. And he got into a big accident earlier this week, and he completely totaled a BMW M4, yeah, his car. Details of the incident are pretty thin, but we do know that all the airbags deployed, which likely helped his uh, injuries be just minor at best. He tweeted thanks to all of his fans, and uh, the plan is for him to perform later tonight in Memphis, Tennessee, where you will very likely hear him sing a, a version of this song. Yeah, nope, don't remember this one. Does that just mean I'm getting too old? I suppose so. All right, uh, coming up later in the show, we've got uh, driving song, so, uh, driving show's song of the week. Uh, we've got a story about a husband and wife who took their car in for service and then saw their car hot-rotting it down the street. We're going to get to that coming up in a few minutes. But coming up next, uh, my buddy Rob is in uh, Houston, Texas, and he has been there through all of this uh, Hurricane Harvey deal. He is a car guy, and he's going to talk to us about Hurricane and the, the recovery there and how it's affecting automotive enthusiasts just like you and me and everyone there in the Houston metro. All right, we're going to get to that next right here on The Driving Show. I'm John Hammer. Stay right where you are. We'll be right back. Great looking Saturday morning here on the driving show where we talk about driving cars and motorsports and car guy stuff. I'm John Hammer. How you doing? You have a good morning? Yeah, good. Sweet. Very cool stuff. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we're going to talk to uh, my buddy Rob, who is in Houston. He lives and works in Houston, Texas, and uh, he's going to get on the horn with us and let us know how things are going there with the flood recovery, with all of the, the huge mess that's going on. Or with Hurricane Harvey, uh, from a car guy's perspective, because he's definitely one of us. I don't know if you follow much drag racing or not, but, you know, Charlotte, uh, well, I guess technically it's Z-Max Dragway at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina. They have the four wide nationals, and every springtime they run four wide drag racing there. 
Now, they're racing again next weekend at Charlotte at that drag strip, uh, but they're only going to run two. So they do the spring race where they do four wide there. And it's always been really cool because that's the only time of year that they do that. Until now. The NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series will add a second four-wide racing event in 2018 when the Denso Spark Plugs NHRA Nationals goes four-wide at the Strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway April 4th through 6th. This is the actual NHRA press release. It says, The Speedway announced plans to widen the Strip at Las Vegas Motor Speedway to four lanes, and construction has already begun in anticipation of the 2018 event. Quote, Four wide drag racing has captured the interest of race fans and competitors at Charlotte's Z-Max Dragway, says Las Vegas Motor Speedway President Chris Powell. Quote, it's exciting to give everyone on the West Coast a chance to see what fans back East have experienced for several years now. Four wide drag racing was the vision of our chairman, Bruton Smith, and our chief executive officer, Marcus Smith. They are two of the key reasons that NHRA drag racing has become one of the most popular forms of motorsports in the world. And uh, John Force says, I got to give credit to Bruton Smith for investing in the sport of NHRA drag racing. His four lane in Charlotte gave him two races, one with two lanes in the countdown and then with four lanes in the spring. It only makes sense that when he designed his Vegas track from day one, he planned on four lanes. All right, so that's the story on the Interesting. I, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. It was kind of cool. It was a neat novelty. I don't want to see this happening too much, though. You know, eh, we'll see what happens. All right, uh, time to jump to the phones over here. Let's see if, uh, yeah, this is all going to work. Let me punch a couple buttons up here. Uh, Texas has been, uh, obviously, the huge story in nationally here the last couple of weeks with Hurricane Harvey and all the damage it's done. There are stories about so many cars being destroyed. And, of course, as an automotive enthusiast, that gets our angle just a little bit differently there my buddy rob lives and works in the houston metro and uh, rob's joining us here on the phone right now to talk with us uh hey rob how you doing there man i'm doing great how are you john Uh, i'm all right man you surviving over there good um we had a little storm yeah but um you know the community is really coming together and it was uh what what i kind of called the citizen navy going to action and and help rescue so many people. You know, we see this on the news, and you think, oh, my gosh, that looks so, so horrible over there. And yet, just like you said, there's all these great stories about regular people doing heroic things to help other people in need. Yeah, well, you know what? It's it's ironic or it's fortunate or whatever, but I, I'm, a, I'm a passenger in a car right now, and I'm actually driving by the flooded areas. Ugh. And you and I are talking about this. I've probably passed by 10 or 12 times already since this has happened. And my mouth still drops open because I can't believe what's happened. But with all that devastation that's gone on, and we're just starting to see the stories, um, the fact that people banded together, they didn't know each other, they went out and they, you know, now they've got, now they've got lifelong friendships mm-hmm. and bonds with people, total strangers that they never would have had before. But it's just great to see how, you know, I guess the, the bright side of humanity, if you will. Yeah, for sure. Uh, have you personally had any uh, any problems with your home, with your business, things like that? Very fortunate. We, we, um, we do live in Cinco Ranch, which is an area that was affected, but we live on the, uh, on the far west side. So we had, um, we had a little scare with water kind of creeping up the street. Oh, wow. But nothing compared to anybody else. We've had no damage, nothing there. 
There was a small leak in the roof, but that's nothing compared to what other people have gone through. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, just to throw this one out here for everybody who's listening, Rob is a good buddy of mine, but we're buddies because of the car guy world. We, you know, we've done a lot of work together. We've, we've got, I mean, we're car guys. We're buddies in, in the business. Um, and that's why I wanted to get you on the phone too, but Rob, is because one of the other stories is how many cars have been affected by this. In fact... Uh, there was a there's a picture there was actually a, a series of photos that came out just a couple of days ago on social media that showed Vipers and Corvettes and there was a Lamborghini that were all flooded all in Porsches and all these exotic cars these collector cars yeah were were literally floating away in in the water what's it like from a car guy standpoint there in Houston well it it's it's amazing um, just to drive down the streets and see where the floodwaters have receded, and to see cars of all shapes and sizes just upended or in the grass or just, you, you know they're dead, you know they're not running. Um, it, you know, from a car guy's perspective, just seeing any car like that hurts, <laughs> you know, it, it proverbially breaks my heart. But to see um, fellow enthusiasts or people that I know within our car club and our car community have gone through something like that, to know that a car that that I used to see every weekend is now not functioning. Um, it's a, it, I can imagine what they're going through. I think I saw a story where, um, you know, the estimate is a million cars have been affected. Yeah. Yeah. And to just see how, you know, whether it's a, a weekend car or whether it's a daily driver that you use to get to work every day, you know, Houston is a city. We don't, we have mass transit in terms of a bus system, but it's really only for kind of the metro area. Um, you need a car in Houston. You just need a car. And you've been here. You know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And, and so you you just – this is a car town. And um, and so to, to hear how many cars are affected or what it's doing to somebody um, who now has to figure out how to get around while they navigate the – you know, how to get a new car, how to replace their car, I, I not to mention what happened to their homes. It's just – this is going to be a multi-month process for many, many people. You know, I just thought about this for a second. That All that water, I mean, I guess the, the, the water that fell from, you know, from the sky obviously is fresh water, but the flood water, that's got to be all salt water out of the Gulf, right? Well, it, it's salt water um, um, more towards up here. It's going to be mixed with all sorts of stuff, right? Because this water is just flooding over parks, over grass, over everything. So you have... No idea what's in the water. Ugh. I can't even imagine that stuff getting into, you know, into my enthusiast car, my yeah, collector I, car, and just dest- just getting in there and destroying everything. About yeah. it. Ugh. Oh. And then, of course, then you got to bring on things like, you know, can the car can it can the car even be be fixed? And then and then you know, does the insurance cover it? And you know, we always hear stories after an event like this of flood cars, like after Hurricane Katrina. You know, there were flooded cars that right, wound right. up back on the market, and people were buying them. They didn't know that they were necessarily flood cars. I don't even know what the rules are as far as that. You know, do they have to be? Uh, do they have to be disclosed that they were flooded cars and and whatnot? And gosh, I mean, you just think about all the damage. And I mean, water gets inside. I I dropped my an iPod into the washing machine just last week and destroyed that. I can't imagine what, what a flood could do to an automobile. <laughs> Especially now, you were talking late model automobiles that have so much electronics and and everything everything that runs off a, um, a chip. It's just, yeah. I, I can't even imagine what 
having a car brought back to life, much less um, being able to put it back on the used car market. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, of course, with uh, Hurricane uh, Irma, you know, about set to hit the, the Florida coast here this weekend and, and what a what a potential mess that that could be for another chunk of the country. So, well, man, I'll tell you what, buddy. I, I'm glad that you are okay. Please say hi to everybody for me there in, in Houston. And, and uh, you know, we've been following everyone on social media, but uh, it, it's good to hear that you're there. But, boy, for everybody affected by it, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers, you know, go out to everybody there. Thanks a lot. I appreciate uh, I appreciate having the time to visit with you. And even under these circumstances, you're a great friend, a great car guy. And uh, thanks for all the thoughts and prayers. All right, let's take a quick break right here. On the other side of this one, it's time to crank up the stereo and hopefully you're not waterlogged car. And the decision is who's better, David Lee or Sammy? It's a Van Halen throwdown. We do it next with the Driving Show Song of the Week. Stay right there. I'm John Hammer. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Driving Show Saturday morning with John Hammer. It's the beginning of the month, and that means it's a cars and coffee into a whole lot of places. And and I I mean I'm look I'm the kind of guy that's always I've had modified stereos in my car. I've cranked things up an awful lot. My my professional background is in broadcasting. Obviously, I've been a, a radio and television personality, and I used to do morning radio for a rock and roll radio station up in Michigan. And the big argument in rock radio f- that has gone on now for decades was who's better, Sammy or David Lee, when it comes to Van Halen? Right? Absolutely. And straight up, I, I'm a Sammy Hagar guy. I am. Sammy, Sammy's a better songwriter. Sammy's a better singer. I get it. David Lee was a great... He's a great showman. He was. He was a great showman. But he's no, he's no Sammy Hagar. On top of that, Sammy's a car guy in a big way. A big-time, big-time car guy. And that's why we're going to rock out some Sammy Hagar. You could argue when people call it Van Hagar, that kind of always made me mad because it's Van Halen. But Sammy's singing it. You guys, it's Summer Nights, our driving show song of the week, Van Halen. Crank it up. Wow! 
Van Halen's on guitar, Sammy Hagar cranking out the vocals, Summer Nights, here the Driving Show's Song of the Week. Ah, man, that one sounds good. Uh, again, if you like David Lee Roth, you can like David Lee Roth. If you think David Lee Roth is better than Sammy Hagar and Van Halen, you're wrong. <laughs> you're entitled to be wrong. This is the United States of America. There you go. All right. Uh, we got to take a quick break. Yeah, we do. We got to take a break here. All right. When we come back, story of a husband and wife. They dropped off their collector car at the dealership for some repair service. A little while later, they saw their car on the road. What? We get that story next here on The Driving Show. Stay right there. I'm John Hammer. Oh, Saturday morning. My name is John Hammer. This is the driving show it's the radio show where we talk about cars and driving and automotive things and how often do you have to take your car in for service hopefully not terribly often but every now and then you do and you've got to leave it there with somebody and you've got to trust that they're going to take care of your car right do you hear this story dateline california A man dropped off his Indy 500 Chevy Camaro pace car to a dealership in Montebello, California last Friday to get an oil change and to have his air conditioner recharged. 
Little bit later, the man and his wife were out to get lunch, waiting at a stop sign. <laughs> and their car goes hauling the mail past them. <laughs> the, 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 the lady, she says, my husband says, I think that was our car. So we followed it. He was going so fast we couldn't even catch up. Finally, a few blocks down, we see him pulling into a drive through at a burger place. That's when she started running her video camera. You're telling me that you're test driving the car. No, why are you test driving my car? You're getting food at Tommy's. I took my car to the dealership so you could change the oil. Why are you driving my car to get food? In the driveway of Tommy's. What are you doing? Why are you going in reverse? Now, they got back to the car dealership to find out what was going on, talked with the manager. She says, the guy comes into the office, he's smirking and giggling like it's a joke. She told the local, the local television station that he said, it's not allowed, but it does happen. Nobody wanted to take responsibility. The general manager refunded her for the repairs. You think? That's crazy. The dealership's owner told the television station that the incident was, quote, something we absolutely do not condone, end quote. And then, of course, it's because we got caught on camera. It's completely against our company policy, the man says, adding that the employee was on probation and would likely get fired. You think? Hi, everyone. My name's Chris Teague. I'm the owner of Chevrolet Montebello. First, I'd like to apologize for what happened on Friday when one of our technicians was caught by one of our customers taking their vehicle through a drive-through um, that was obviously not authorized by the customer. This is something we absolutely do not condone. Um, it is completely against our company policy um, and we are conducting a thorough investigation on the technician. Uh, to make sure that this does not happen again and the technician will be reprimanded to the fullest extent after our investigation is completed. This is something that is absolutely embarrassing. Uh, this is something we do not condone and I assure you that when you bring your vehicle here, your vehicle will be safe with us. I want to say again, this will not happen again after witnessing this event. Unfortunately, we made a mistake. The technician made a huge mistake. And my apologies on his behalf and on behalf of the dealership. Thank you. I'm telling you guys, especially folks, if you're listening to this show, we like cars more than the average bear does. Always got to be careful. But you know, again, here's the thing though, is like when it comes to dealerships, the word is out there, right? Especially in our circle as automotive enthusiasts, we know the right the right stores and the, the not so right stores pay attention make sure you take it to the right place and lord knows if you ever hear a story like this you don't ever want to go back that's for sure time for us to take a quick break on the back side of this one time for the motorsports update we're going to talk about the king richard petty back behind the wheel of a nascar stock car and he was doing it so intently that they couldn't kick him off the track until they kicked him off the track. <laughs> wow. That story's next here on The Driving Show. Stay right where you are. What are you doing? Welcome back to The Driving Show. It's John Hammer on a Saturday morning. Great to have you guys with us this morning. It's been just a fantastic day already. I cannot believe we're already in the final segment of the show. This thing has just been <laughs> flying by. It's time for the motorsports update, and there's so much to talk about. The action that came out of Darlington is insane Oh. 
we've got to jump right on in here with the biggest story of the week. And that is that Denny Hamlin's sweep of Darlington in NASCAR has been encumbered. Both victories in the Xfinity Series and in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Both of them, both of those cars failed post-race inspections and both for the exact same infraction. On Wednesday afternoon, NASCAR announced what they call a level L1 sanction against the number 11 team following post-race inspection. They found the geometry of the trailing arm, truck arm, uh, the, the, this rear suspension there uh, was wrong on both Denny Hamlin's winning cars over the weekend. Both the Xfinity Series and the Monster Cup cars had the exact same issues. And so both of those have been encumbered. Both of those victories have been encumbered. Additionally, they got the exact same deal on the number 22 Penske car of Joey Logano in the Xfinity race. If all of this sounds familiar, it's because it is. Here's the thing. I'm going to get up on my soapbox for a little bit here. This whole encumbered deal is a bunch of crap, I think. Uh, Everybody on social media is talking about it. Folks on radio and television are all talking about this. Here's my point. Uh, Why even bother with it? I raced this past weekend. All right, I raced last weekend in my in my series. If you fail post race infection inspection, you're disqualified. Done. Period. Just like that. DNF, son. Didn't finish. They cheated. They got caught. They should be disqualified. This is simple. I get it that they're kissing sponsors' butts because they've got a lot of money in there and they've already taken the pretty pictures with the pretty uh, Monster Energy girls and that's all there. But look, they didn't win it. Legit, you know, with with legitimacy, they didn't do it. They cheated, and they got caught, and they've been booted. And so I don't think that. Never mind this encumbered junk. Disqualify these guys. You want them to quit cheating? Disqualify them. Hang that over their head. They're not going to do it as much. They really won't. Well, you want to talk about a legend in circle track racing, Darlington, the lady in black. Uh, no doubt about that. But then you go to IndyCar, and IndyCar raced last weekend on an absolute legend road course at Watkins Glen. On the pole, Alexander Rossi with Andretti Autosport. And taking the victory, Alexander Rossi wins. He takes his first victory of this year and did it in a bold fashion. You had a one-on-one duel with Scott Dixon with exact same equipment. How gratifying that you held off the man they call the master of Watkins Glen. I knew it was gonna, he was going to be pushing like hell at the end, and so it was really 12 qualifying laps, and a huge hats off to Andretti Autosport. Thank you to Napa Auto Parts. Thank you to Honda. Um, you know, we're, we're coming really hard for 2018. Now remember, Alexander Rossi did win the Indianapolis 500 in 2016, but you can argue that he lucked into that. There was no luck in this one. He earned this race. He drove his butt off. The team worked perfectly. That is an outstanding result for those guys. Uh, Daniel Suarez. Did you hear about this? Daniel and the donut debacle? That's pretty good alliteration right there. Subway, the sub store, has pulled their sponsorship from Daniel Suarez in NASCAR, driver of the number 19, formerly Subway Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. They have pulled their sponsorship from Daniel Suarez and the team because he passed out donuts on television. I am not making this up. So the TV folks on NBC asked him to be part of a little bit where he and uh, Rutledge Wood 
passed out some donuts to fans or team members, whatever it was. They, 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 I didn't see the bit on TV. The Subway guys got all butthurt about that. Last time I checked, Subway's not selling donuts. Anyway, they somehow decided that that was some sort of a breach of contract, so they have pulled their sponsorship. Tweets from Dale Earnhardt Jr. He says, quote, he says, big damn deal. Sucks for Suarez and JGR. And Kenny Wallace, who just doesn't hold anything back, he tweets, absolutely ridiculous. Subway was looking for a way out. All sponsors work together and fans are smart. Insulting my intelligence. Does that just mean we're going to go get our subs at Jimmy John's now? I kind of like their turkey tom with the sprouts on it myself. All right, you guys, it is, where are we now? Oh, we got, do we got a couple minutes? We got, oh, we got just a little bit of time left here. So this past weekend, uh, I mentioned it on last week's show, I literally got off the air and got to, got to put my fire suit on and get behind the wheel uh, of the driving show, Spec Miata. I've got a Spec Miata that I race with National Autosport Association, NASA, the Southeast Division. We were racing at a facility called the North Carolina Center for Automotive Research. It's a facility that was actually designed as a test track for automotive manufacturers, tire companies, suspension companies, things like that. And, uh, the, the, you know, my car I've had, it was a brand new car. We debuted it last year. I got a fresh engine in it earlier this season. I've only run it a couple of times since then. Uh, I did have an incident at Barber. I got some dented fenders and body work on the passenger side. Uh, but generally speaking, the car is in great shape. It runs awesome. It's so strong. It really, really is. It's a, it's just running great and had a great weekend out of it. Uh, you know, four, you know, four top five finishes, two podiums. I'm pretty happy with that one. That was an awful lot of fun. Of course, you can always follow my exploits on that stuff. We've uh, we've always got it there on social media. TheDrivingShow.com takes you over to my Facebook page, and you'll be able to just follow the show there. Uh, and then on Instagram, I love Instagram. It's so simple and easy to use, at TheDrivingShow. So T-H-E-D-R-I-V-I-N-G-S-H-O-W, The Driving Show on Instagram. TheDrivingShow.com for Facebook, at The Driving Show on Instagram. That is the story, all right? Time for us to take a, uh, actually, to wrap this thing up. Jeez, oh man, the show's over. (laughs) That was a quick hour, wasn't it? All right, listen, uh, next week on the show, we're going to talk about 10 new features that are coming for 2018. The new 2018 models are coming out. There's some brand new things on brand new cars that you might not have even heard of yet, uh, let alone thought about having in your own car. Uh, We're going to talk about those things, plus a whole lot more. Talking motorsports, talking cars, talking driving, uh, personalities and celebrities. Um, Oh, 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 and I can't make the announcement just yet. Mm, I'm already going to kind of let the cat out of the bag here. Let's just say I'm going to SEMA, and there's some SEMA news coming up uh, for end of next month, all right? We'll get to that. I'll let you know more about that. If I can tell you next week, I will, uh, but uh, certainly uh, sooner than later, I'll let you know more about that, okay? Got a lot going on. Enjoy your week. Check in online anytime you can, and make sure you join us here next week on The Driving Show. I'm John Hammer. Take care. I'll see you next Saturday.